I wasn't expecting us to hold hands and sing kumbaya, but a modicum of respect would have been appreciated. Certainly makes me rethink doing house calls for friends. That's if you can call Paul Robinson a friend. Maybe frenemy would be a better term. Huh. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, hole at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Kayton Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours, Neighbours Recap Podcast. We recap the Aussie soap. We're in the mobile part at studios. I'm Vaya. Kate's here. Hey, everybody. Neighbours Council Business. Sweetie, it's just business. <sighs> Bloody hell. What's going on? Vaya, you messaged me this week with, didn't think... The pod would outlast the show. No, the pod's not going to outlast the show. That's not what it's designed to be. It was never designed to outlast the show. It it has been a sad week this week. Oh, we've run the gamut. And so have all of you. Yeah. It's just been a week. First and foremost, happy 40th birthday, Catherine Jones, CJ the Hot Mess Mum. Wonderful. She... She ran the gamut of emotions. You know, this week like too. they used to say back in the eighties, life begins at forty. Yeah, Oprah. Oprah mm-hmm. was like owning forty. Yeah, yeah. Like seriously, people are going. You know, sixty is the new forty You're now. Great. So shit, we are still whippersnappers. <laughs> Heaps man. of time. And lovely Avery in the Neighbours Council teed up a birthday message from Dr. Carl. That was amazing. And I think she did a pretty quick sticks too. Yeah. Because like we posted it was her birthday and then suddenly Alan Fletcher's Incredible. saying hi. Take a tiny bit of time off from trying to save neighbours to have a chance to celebrate yourself. It's your 40th birthday. It's a big, big milestone. So I hope you have an absolute ripper. Good on you, CJ. Cheers. Oh, that was just so awesome. Beautiful. Everyone sent lovely messages. But, oh, Okay. The news drops that we think at first is a rumour because these rumours always circulate. Yeah. And then there's confirmation. And the news is, of course, that Channel 5 is dropping Neighbours and that Channel 5 provides the bulk of the funding to make Mm -hmm. Neighbours. This drops on the UK tabloids and we find out the same time as the current cast find out. Which is disgusting. Awful. Awful. That's people's jobs and mortgages and (laughs) absolutely terrible. I was made redundant from my second job out of uni and that's super tough. Like I was made redundant on the same day as like 1,800 other people. So you can't even go out for lunch and have one more. (laughs) I went to the cafe and I was chatting to like, because this was a factory in Nunawading actually. Because that's a bad omen. Um, And there was people there who had worked there for 40 Mm. plus years and so they were looking at me like, this isn't a big deal to you. And I was like, mm, I mean, it's not great. But it's, yeah, I'm able to move <laughs> yeah. on. But still, like, no, this is terrible. It's terrible, but there's hope. So mm. the thing about these sorts of things is they hit and the community and the fandom just has to, it's a call to arms and we just have oh, to yeah. jump up and take action. And it doesn't matter what you've got going on. <laughs> I was just so amazed this week about how so many different people in the Neighbours fandom got out there, put their bloody boxing gloves on and just started fighting for Neighbours. Um, you, Faya Pashos, who interviewed this you this week? I did five media interviews back to back the day after the news broke and my child was in daycare that day, thank God, because I don't know how I would have done it otherwise because I just had two ABC radio interviews followed by the 3pm pickup with Yumi and Monty I did a print interview. I don't even even checked if that's out, but with the Age newspaper. And then I got a call to do a segment for the project, nightly current affairs comedy show. And by then I was just, I don't know what my body and brain were doing. And I was so nervous. And then I found out a few days later, I was also premenstrual. So it was just a perfect storm of emotions. (laughs) Look, between the tears, she's tweeting at hashtag save neighbours as well. Are you okay? I'm in disbelief. I'm in denial. There's still time to save this show. Yeah, there's still time. But unless, I guess, they find an injection of $50 million a year, it's going to be hard, isn't it? Yeah, we just need a bit of money. <laughs> we can't make it in Australia on its own. What do you love about it? Why Why nay buzz? Why, do you, why are you engaged? It's the daily escapism, it's the melodrama, it's Carl and Susan fighting over the cucumbers in the in the back veggie patch, and then Rob Mills trying to take out the entire cast on a murderous island spree. 
we had the first primetime gay marriage with David and Aaron. I say we, like I'm responsible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a huge LGBTQ plus representation on the screen. The one the soap really is flying that flag. Oh, so many people, like in the UK, doing local BBC radio oh, as well. And I'm people, just... a lot of people that work for media that are writing yeah. articles themselves. About how much they love the show. And their bosses are like, hey, come and write something. Yeah. Wonderful opportunities for these people. The amount of people we know virtually, well, through the council or just through the greater Neighbours fandom, who are writing articles for respectable newspapers about Neighbours. I'm just so proud of each and every one of you. And they're beautifully written pieces Incredible. too. Lovely. So then there's the people that are hashtagging Save Neighbours, yep. joining our Facebook group, Save Neighbours. Look, I've started the group just because I thought we need, we need to have a group because yeah. all these um, action plans were happening and they were happening all over Twitter yeah. and I couldn't collate them. And look, there's different – people find their own community within the Neighbours fandom and, you know, there's – quite a few large Facebook groups, which some people are only on one, and that's fine, yeah. But we can come together to save our neighbours. It's really nice. Mm. It's, it's Look, if there's a positive that you can get from it, that's it. We, there hasn't been much out-of-camp neighbours. Obviously, they had that meeting to talk about the future of the show. They're going to keep recording mm. till June and see what happens if another network picks them up. So a lot of our, camp- our campaigning, obviously, they have to keep, I guess, pretty silent because I'm sure they don't want to compromise whatever deals they're trying to do. So that's why we're sort of stepping up. And I see a lot of the cast are liking, retweeting messages of support. That's nice. But yeah, there's a campaign to email people at different networks in the UK to pick it up. And that's why I've been leaning on the Save Neighbours Facebook group as well, because I don't know the ins and outs of these TV networks. So it's helpful to have people that living there explain, okay, it would be a good fit for ITV or Channel 4 or whatever it is. And why not BBC? Oh, because they've got a funding freeze. Like people are explaining nuances. The things that we just don't know. Yeah. And then there are templates if you want to copy people's emails that they've written or take a leaf out of them. For goodness sake, Vea Pashos, Paramount owns both Channel 10 and Channel 5. Why don't they just have Neighbours as a, as a draw card on Paramount Plus in the UK? And what because about... Because I reckon, I reckon everyone would just go, you know what, I'll just bloody well kick in for Neighbours. Yeah, and Kate, think about the racy plot lines we would have on a streaming streamed oh my God, program. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be prepared to keep it on page for that because otherwise I reckon, you know what, Channel 10, bung in a few extra bucks, put it back on the main channel at six o'clock. I read somewhere that they kick in $10,000 an episode. $10,000 an episode. That's barely enough to have bloody Paul Robinson in yeah. an epi- in like a scene. Like what is that going to do? $10,000 an episode. And then mm. a few choice words. I, I talked a long time to the producer for the project that I was – for my segment and I said a lot that I knew they couldn't keep. But there was a, a moment where I said, look, I mean, I don't want to point out the elephant in the room but I'm talking to you on 10 and Neighbours is over there on Peach. Mm. So what if you just bring it over here? Bring it back over here. And Take it back from the Russian bots that <laughs> um, run Peach. So obviously that didn't make it to air but I did try. I did try. But you know what? The 6pm slot would be perfect on 10 because they've just got their third half hour of news at that stage. Who was watching Channel 10 news at 6pm when they could have been watching it for the whole previous hour? And it's the 24-hour news cycle. You don't need it at 6. Yeah. So so that's the great thing about the Save Neighbours campaign. People are coming together. People are writing emails, Mm. letters, phone calls, tweets, uh, TikToks, whatever you've got to do. Vea, I wanted to ask you how you are personally feeling. I wanted to ask you how you were personally okay. feeling. <laughs> because well, because you have been with the show longer than I have. You've yeah. been watching the show since day dot. Yeah. Um I'm still I'm still in shock. I'm sad about mm. it. Um it's it's been a constant in my life. Mm. And I know I've read so many other people say that this week, but that was like my first thing. Mm. I was like, aside from my family, this is the one constant thing that I can always remember. And I was just thinking today, I've only ever lived in four houses, right? Oh, yeah. Neighbours has been with me in every one of those houses. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, it, it wasn't always a constant in my life, but it became a constant. Yes. Um, it's just, it's weird. I started watching it before I can even remember mm. when I was like five. And now, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> and, now our, and now our kids know what it is and yeah. they, they can sing the song. Baby and, Madge yeah. watched the, the cameo of Dr. Carl today and she recognised him from Neighbours. Um, she saw a news story this week about it being axed and um, she said she looked at it. She looked at me. She looked back at the TV. Well, you know, I explained that they can't afford to make it. And she's like, Mama, why don't we pay for it? 
Oh, her, bless her cotton socks. Isn't that heaven? I know. Baby that is badge. darling. That is darling. Funnily enough, the day that all the media were talking to me, I was still in disbelief. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, how do you feel? You must be devastated. I'm like, it's not going to happen, guys. Like, I was just not yeah. at that stage yet. And like, then, like we lived through them moving from BBC to Channel 5. And then do you know what got me is mm-hmm. – so I didn't know when I taped my piece that Jackie Woodburn was going to follow me in the interview. And so I watched that back – and just the tone, the timbre in her voice, the way she was holding it together after that big meeting they had, talking about possibly filming the end. That is a bloody trooper to turn up and do uh, do a save me message. Mm. And speaking on behalf of all, all those people. Yeah, the cast and crew. What a gracious lady. That got me. That I was crying. I mean, by then mm. it was the hormones were kicking yeah. in. It was just all happening at my joint. I, I don't get it, Vaya. I think our state government should... Um, kicking more money towards it. This is the ratings this week in the UK have been 1.5 million mm. per episode. So that's the thing. A lot of people are like, oh, whatever, it's time to kill neighbours. Like, no, it's, like, it's still a successful show. You, you cannot tell me that there's any sort of tourism campaign out there that's getting eyeballs on Melbourne. Mm. Um, yeah, 1.5 million pairs of eyeballs on Melbourne. So Rob Mills, Rob Millsy Mills p- put out mm. some um, content as well and yep. ca- in the campaign and was saying that Film film Victoria should reach out. That yep, this is, definitely. A, as, as many people have said, it trains up and comers. Yeah. All of our networks have an obligation to pr- um, mm. produce local content, don't they? Mm. And not even up and comers, just like having a female director doing a director's attachment, like someone who's already exta- established in her field, but there's still not many of them around. Or having maybe a trans writer in the script room yeah. or doing a scripting attachment, things like mm. that. So I th- That's been a frustrating thing this week um, where kind of like, you know, people I can only describe as filthy casuals have been <laughs> talking about Neighbours from a 1987 perspective. Yeah. You know, it's all, you know, um, Bouncer's Dreams, the mullets, mm. the Kylie breaking in through Madge's window. I think they would be amazed mm. if they watched it now because <laughs> – it's been through some highs and lows, mm. Neighbours, in terms of quality. But the last few years, the quality has been excellent. It's like if you went back to Bold and the Beautiful, season mm. one, where Brooke's married to Eric. I mean, yeah. that happens all the time now. But, yeah, it's strange. The shameless podcast gals on TikTok have been at least delving into the 90s, like, Kennedy drama mm. era. Mm. Uh, so kudos to them. So I'm back on the talk, Neighbours pod on TikTok. Felt like I could reach out to some other yeah. demographics that way. Um, but that's, the funny thing is this week someone posted in the council that it would be good to know one way or the other because the amount of time it's taking to do the admin to participate in a save campaign yeah. is exhausting. We've got families. You know what, though? <laughs> like after like two friggin' years of the Panny D, this feels like a real <laughs> kick in the guts, doesn't oh, it? To, and I always take it back to Bum Island because mm. we start that. What a, what a bloody what – a, what a great – Era of neighbours that was. <laughs> we, we saw multiple bums. We saw Denise Van Outen blowing up. And also, that was a really exhausting week, podcast mm. production wise. We were watching the yes. double episodes, we were recapping them all, and we were doing some of it in ISO because that was starting to trickle through. Yeah. And, you know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we only did the first one or two mm. in person. And then we switched, and so that was exhausting. Yeah. And then. But we, you know what? It paid off because we saw Gary Canning killed. Yay. And we didn't even know how much of a blessing that was. Yeah, no, we didn't. Ah, simpler times. So, look, I have complicated feelings as well because this is like a – well, this is a snark podcast. But we always celebrate the storylines that we feel yeah. are on song. And well, can you think of any Australian TV show that wasn't made by Foxtel that's had a thruple in it? No. Well, Big Love, but oh, yeah. The- what, Australian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I can't. No. I can't even think of a Foxtel one, but I'm sure they're out there. But like it's – And also just taking – as much as we say, oh, I wish they could do this, I wish they could do that, the fact that they've taken International Women's Day, International Men's Day, and they give it the space to discuss yeah. sexism issues or toxic masculinity issues. Who'd have ever thought we would have been applauding an International Men's Day? <laughs> and it was, was bloody fantastic. No, not all men. I see where they're coming from. Um, also, Vera, I want to address, um, there's, like, so there's a lot of grief in yeah. the Neighbours Council. People are sad about losing neighbours, but they're also sad about the potential end of our community. Yeah. And we want to assure everybody in our community that this is not the end of things. If neighbours comes to an end, touch wood, it doesn't, but neighbours will live on in one form or another. Firstly, in a practical sense, the group, the Facebook group, 
our socials and this podcast feed will all remain active. Yeah. So we can always talk to each other through those channels. If worst case scenario, like Tyler Brennan will make a shitty Christmas movie and we can all watch that. Margot Robbie's doing stuff. We hey, can- man, I can even make things up. I'm like, uh, is this Tyler in this clip from Euphoria? <laughs> and you're like, no, it's, I think it's just a lookalike. <laughs> yeah, the next the next playing for keeps style show that comes back. Beck Dahl, I wanted to get into watching um, Dance Academy. There's a lot of Neighbours cameos in that. Yeah. But even just like keeping it Neighbours focused, mm, yeah, sure. we can interview ex-cast and crew, super fans, like I'm sure most of you are. Yeah. There's talk, a- talk about our favourite story arcs there's, and there's, there's a, a lot to explore and there's a lot that we gloss over on the podcast like we can't there's a lot of ins and outs we don't always get yeah. to so we can revisit oh yeah yeah oh my god revisit bum island bum island oh, five years on what a dream a <laughs> retrospective we, i would love to recap bum island with Millsy's commentary i'll put that bum to island him. and yeah. us perspective <laughs> a retrospective oh no that's worse yeah <laughs> too far they are too far um, and okay, another moment in the middle of all of this, we're not going to delve into this too much because we don't have all the information, but there's a couple of whisper, well, there's one whisper and there's one very loud statement of departing cast. So mm-hmm. there was a rumour that Ben Hall has filmed his last scenes. I, I, will, I will be in denial about that. <laughs> I have not, I've, that's in a box in my head to the side and I'm not processing that yet. I mean, honestly, though, Ned has not had great storylines outside I, of, of I, I who, he's, like, who he's banging. I feel like Neighbours has kept Ned alive <laughs> for a very long time. <laughs> the Neighbours enthusiasm. Mm. So then we go to the announcement that Sheila, as a character by Colette Mann, will also be departing. Yeah, that news came out, I think, pretty much the same day as the cancellation. Oh, towards the end of the day. And I honestly was like, absolutely not. I cannot compute oh, this. Oh, I was so shocked. Yeah, we'll, we'll miss Sheila. And the fact that it's sort of happening off screen and it's going to be an mm. unceremonious goodbye, mm. that's a real shame. Yeah. It's a shame. That's all. It's yeah. a, Obviously, she's a beloved character. She's a friend of the pod. Yeah. And it can't have our attention because we're trying to save the show. Yeah. But... It's just she's, she's verging on a heritage character now. Yeah, yeah. When you move on from the lo- from the Madges and the Lou's and the Harolds, mm. where you know it's the next gen. Yeah. So that sucks. Patreon though, some people joined Patreon right as all this news was breaking too. It was like, what are we going to do? We're going to support neighbours, and that's beautiful. V, thank you for joining a couple of weeks back. Yashvi. Well yeah, done. V, thank you. Yeah, yep, I hope yep. it's all going well up in Sydney. Great. And Louise uh, just renewed recently as well. Um, so thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, and that would be Lolly Carpenter. Yes. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Appreciate it. I haven't been able to actually watch any episodes since this news dropped, Kate. Have you? No, neither have no. I. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> you know what? This really feels like a bad time to drop the ball. Mm, and um, we, we were going to um, jump on and do a podcast that Monday night. And I got to the end of the day and I was like, there is zero in this tank. Yeah. And honestly, I needed this time to actually process the news because I was just mm. so down. And Kate goes, Faya, can we just talk about our feelings? I'm like, okay, CJ, sure. Yeah, I know. I'm, not, I'm not one for feelings, but yeah, no. Because, I mean, basically I was like, can we just do what we just did then? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so we have, we will go over the five episodes we were due to discuss and we'll do that. A now. week ago. Yeah. But yeah, but. In the meantime, save Neighbours on Facebook or jump into the Neighbours Council. There's lots of resources in there too. Neighbours Pod on Twitter's popping off. The Neighbours as well on YouTube are doing um, yeah, brilliant, doing great stuff. There's been a campaign to get uh, the Neighbours theme song on the UK charts. Which um, yeah got to 11th spot in the charts, which is just sensational. Overall, it was number one briefly. Yeah. Fantastic. Well done, everybody. And I tell you what. UK public love a novelty hit. And guess what? This, so the Nabans have put together a Spotify playlist of all the other hits we're going to get back up there. We're talking Delta. We're talking Stephen Dennis oh, is going to make you feel good. You've got – surely that has got to be the next one. Either yeah. that or Suddenly by yeah. Andrew Anderson. Born to Try or Suddenly, Kate's Wedding Isle song. It's, just, it's beautiful. It's got to be done. So there's lots of shenanigans. But also, um, most importantly, and I'll remind you of this at the end, 
sign the, the petition on oh, change.org. Oh, gosh, yes. That's incredible. Today, it got to 50,000 signatures on it. Beautiful. Yes, this is the other weird thing. It's been a shit week of – I mean, it's, I feel like every week's a shit week of news. But it's been a horrible week for the trans community with um, some religious bills being debated in parliament hmm. and that have just steamrolled over their rights. Yeah. And that's been horrible. And things like that that are going on and – there's just a lot of other stuff I would rather be campaigning for and yeah. against. So I'd really love to not be trying to save neighbours. I'd love for neighbours to already be saved. Yeah. <laughs> and we can move on to things that need mm. petitions and signatures. Yeah, like that, that TikTok song says, let's skip to the good part. <laughs> yes, please. And I'm still banking on Adele. Any billionaires that anyone knows, just start, um, a, start well, a TV show. Well, the real life one, Rosemary Daniels in real life, Mrs. Reg Grundy. She's, oh. she's she is a billionaire. Well, come on then, full circle. Joy Chambers. Okay, sorry, like a billionaire was an exaggeration. Okay, but she's still worth eight hundred and seventy-one million. It's like um Pierce. You know, how they, I think they said billionaire once, and then we ran with it, and yeah. then they kind of rounded down after that. I don't even think it was canon. I think it was um what Pierce, had, what um Tim had been speculating, and we just pieced together his assets and assumed. <laughs> Chloe could bloody well save it. Yeah. She would be like, she would have got a decent percentage. Oh, I know it must be killing April not to be joining the conversation because she loves to join in the conversation. So I could tell she's jumping out of her skin to, because she's like love, she's putting great. love hearts wherever she can. She's great. Chloe's great. <sighs> Zimmer. I've been watching a few of Zimmer's TikToks. She's a little dancer. She, she can move. When she was in that episode of Miss Fisher's. Redux, oh, whatever you know the yeah the sixties uh, one the sixties one. She was like a Gidget style dancer oh, on that, gorgeous. And I have another Miss Fisher's reference to drop later on. Yeah, as well. okay, great. Hmm. All right, the neighbor's business will continue off air. Reach out, reach out, and I know people are grieving the loss of the show, but a lot of people have lent on it for mental health reasons. Yep. Lent on the council for mental health reasons. Our heart goes out to them. Friend of the pod, Sarah, wrote a beautiful article. Yeah. Friend, um, friend of the pod, Alex, wrote a beautiful article. Just look after yourselves. Yeah. Keep talking to us. Keep talking to each other. We're here for you. Yeah. You bloody troopers, a lot of you. Yeah. Let's talk about. Surely there must be an archive of E Street episodes. <laughs> Echo Beach, maybe? No, no. E Street, mate. E Street? E Street, because you'll be like going, holy shit, Richard Huggett. Terrifying. <gasps> Richard Huggett started following me on Instagram. Oh, my God. I followed him first. Well, when, when you sent me the screenshot of that, I was like, that is bad boy Sonny Bennett. <laughs> but all I could think of was him shirtless in Therese's house and me just like being into that and then saying it on air and then now he follows me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, there's a healthy dose of me going, that, that man is bad Shut news. it down. Shut it down. <laughs> okay. Because you're doing business with him. We are going to discuss episodes that aired in the UK, 87722-8776, whenever they aired. Who cares? Monday week ago. Yep. Oh, on the th- starting the, the 31st. In the before, back in January, the before in, times. The before times, the before times, after the before, oh, before times. God. And thankfully, I'm reading back through these episode summaries, and thankfully that first one, just there's not really a whole lot to say other than... Leo is back from the hospital after his baby rolled off the couch. <laughs> I listened to you and CJ talk about that and you were very kind because I I, I was I rewound it for Phil and I was like, look at this. This child fell 20 centimetres from a couch onto a padded rug. And I was like, how many times did our kids roll off things? And he goes, I can't even remember. My kids, both of them fell off our bed and we've got a high bed onto mm. carpet. And look, yeah, the first time it happens, not great. Then you just get used to it. <laughs> That's pretty kind to Leo as well then. Like like you said last week, she cried straight away and her uncle's a doctor. Mm. I don't mm. think they needed to go to the ED for that. I'm actually going to flash forward to the end of the week where cut to Leo <laughs> hands the baby over to David and Aaron and he's like, do you want her back? Do you want Tufa? You know, Leo got a bloody rough deal this week because the previous week – they're all going, oh, um, yeah, let us look after her. Let us look after you. You're taking it on too much. You know, don't take her out to the winery. Next minute, oh, mate, like Leo's not looking after her at all. Hey, like, we're we're hey. looking after her all the time. You know what? Leo cannot win in this situation. Hey, deadbeat dad, are we going to call Tracy Grimshaw for a chat? Because Nicolette especially 
there was one scene, I thought it must have been a few days after the fall and Leo then threw himself back into his work and didn't want to be around Abigail. And then there was one scene where they said, oh, because of what happened yesterday. So it's been one day, one day of him going to work and Nicolette's like, well, when are you going to see Abigail when she's in high school? I'm like, Nicolette! She's just, it, it is disgusting. I feel so sorry for Leo. He wasn't her primary carer. No, he's trying to figure it all out. Little, little Abigail, I keep calling her Phyla. She she doesn't, she barely knows him. He's like a 90s um, rom-com, like Jack and Sarah, or like one of those where the dad's like suddenly got a baby and there's yeah, no lady house. around. It's yeah, full house. full house. They're actually living the full house life oh, there. Rip Bob Saget. Three men and a baby, except it's yeah. one man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Three men and two babies in this case. When were they born again? Not when were they born? No. Um, well, yeah. I guess I keep saying five months, but it must be close to six months now. Uh, Phyla can go to childcare. Oh, yeah. Uh, they could take them really young. Yeah. yeah. There's solutions out there that actually, because you know what they always say, free childcare is never free. You pay for it one way or another. Oh, yeah. And Leo's just learnt that very quickly mm. with the people who were begging to look after your child now turn around and bitch about having to look after your child. A nanny? Yeah, 100%. Oh, that's a great um, character fodder too. Yeah. Nanny maybe Alice, get her back. Get her back. Or maybe that's what Freya's going to do. You know, if, <laughs> if he took one iota of advice off Toad, Toad's pretty good at p- palming off his kids. Like he would, mm. he would have like the perfect solution. Yeah. Yeah, I just think back off, guys. And by the end of the week, so they have this picnic over at the winery. Which is my Miss Fisher reference is coming in pretty quickly now because does that look like the winery to you, Vaya? Oh, what? no, what does it look like? Is it Rip and Lee? It's Rip and Lee Estate. Oh, yes, they used it all the time. Which is beautiful. It's a beautiful yes. old mansion in Melbourne. Rip and Lee was used for Aunt Prudence's house. Who is? Miriam Margulies. Yeah. Uh, and they used it heaps because it had lots of um, – Areas. So they had the mansion, they had the stables, the stables they used for the series two, the racing car episode as the garage. So if you go back and look. so they Basically, Rip and and Lee and Werribee Mm. Mansion are two iconic old mansions Mm. in Melbourne that Mm. are used a lot in filming. So that's where they were having the big picnic, which huge picnic rugs, I've got to say. Yeah, I mean... Nicolette would be like, I, how did, you know, this is very confusing. I don't recall any of this place. No wonder I got lost. <laughs> I, was, I swear I was just going straight. The other thing that, again, Leo has been very relatable for me lately as a young mother, because as a first time mum, because the straw that broke his back at that picnic was that Abigail needed a nappy change. And he was just like, I just can't cope. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I always crack the sads when I'm trying to get out of the annoying task. Aaron's like, oh, I'll change it. Oh, I'll go for it. Knock yourself out, yeah. mate. <laughs> but that, that re- reminds me of me. Like, mm. if I'm having a hard day and I'm like, I just can't change another nappy. <laughs> I just, you have to do this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. Like, I, to be honest, because I'd be home with the kids and I'd change the ones when I was at home. But every single one, when Phil was at home, he'd change every one of those. Yeah, great. There was no, no, no like, yo, oh, it's yours next. No. I may have done only one during the day, but you can do the rest. Mm, that's the luck of the draw, mate. I remembered what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Can those lazy bums get a double pram? Just pick on up a marketplace. Kate, I wanted to ask you the other week when Nicolette put both in Jesus the one. Jesus Christ, that's unsafe. That's both of them in one. That, tell you what, and because, especially because they're not using the bassinets anymore, where, feasible, where you don't have to use a seatbelt in it, they're in actual seats where you need to be using seatbelts. Oh. And they're too big. Well, they're already, they're already roly-polying around. They're not. They're going to be tumbling out of that. She's not a literal sack of potatoes mm. like she was a couple of weeks ago. This is the stupidest thing. Just get a double pram. You know what? Why didn't they get one in the first place when they realised there were two babies? Because <laughs> you can get convertible ones, which you snap off the second seat. And Paul, like, it's not like you have to go looking for one on Marketplace. Paul could no. run down to Baby Bunting. Therese could yeah. outsource it. Get the old bugaboo donkey. <laughs> D- down the expense. Um, that even converts back into a one and a half pram anyway. If like Phyla goes off to at this age, it's it's literally overnight that these changes happen with these babies. Like I'm talking, yeah, rolling, sitting, moving. Mm. Like this is an age where overnight they will evolve. Yeah. <laughs> Ay, um, um, yeah. One day she'll do it again. She'll fall twenty centimeters off the couch. <laughs> the episode would have already aired by now, where <laughs> David and Aaron. I don't know what their decision is. Like, cool, let's have her back. We liked her the first time around. Let's have twinsies. But it's pretty funny. (laughs) I'm going, hey, you guys did a good job the first time you thought she was your kid. 
poor – you know what? Poor Abigail, though. Poor thing. One parent tries to give you away, you get through it all, then the next parent tries to give you away. I can't keep having meltdowns every time Abigail needs me. Leo, she was crying for like 10 seconds. No, I never planned on being a dad and I've just been thrown in the deep end. She deserves the life her mum wanted for her. And I know she'll have it if you two take over as her dads. Yeah. <sighs> but it is like a genuine trauma in her life that she, she would look back on as a shitbag teenager and go, well... Um, my mum died and then my dad didn't want me. Yeah, no, she's sitting in um, Mackenzie's mum's office. Mm. So where do you think it all started, love? Yeah. Kate, do you have any words, because I don't really, about the street cricket match? Oh, again. Apart from the weirdness of boys versus girls, when you've got a trans yeah. character with... with <laughs> who, was, who was the umpire? <laughs> she was hilarious. She was in good form. But I just thought it was strange to draw gender binary lines. Was weird. Just Weird. don't. How about you just don't? Yeah. If you're going to play it, just be – don't even be that bloody serious about it. Like, surely you just like, all right, well, how about everyone you know, get up? Who can hit the most runs? They're the winner. Because that's how windows get broken, people. Oh, hey, there's been a few bloody exactly. broken windows See, in that street. You can't take it too seriously. Imagine, imagine if that caravan had its windows broken <gasps> as well. Oh, that, that neighbour, the shitbag neighbour. was Is that Rob Lewis? I think so. Who's spoken out going, oh, good, now I'll have people stopping to, like, gawkers will stop coming to take no, photos. No, they won't. They won't because it'll still be, you know, post-pandemic when we have British tourists it's again. Still Guess what? They'll be back because they don't care that it's finished. People are still looking at bloody locations for prisoner. People are still going to Barwon Heads to see where they did sea change. And guess what? Nobody will be paying your rates when they're coming. Will yeah. They? You'll lose your security oh. guard. So, you know what? Smell you later, Rob Lewis. Mm. Had enough of you. Which I'd just like to point out, you would have read this as well. Rob Lewis was the character who was Gail's dad. So it was Paul's father-in-law oh, was called Rob Lewis. Great. And he was Charlene's employer. There's so many funny tweets this week. I can't um, credit mm. them all. But there was one I loved where they're like, what about Camazole? <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, are, they are owed. <laughs> they owe us from all that advertising. <laughs> oh, I love Camazole. Okay. So this cricket match, Freya is there and I don't care. Freya, she's a woman with a secret. Yeah. <laughs> God. Okay. Just like everyone else. I would like to move into Tuesday, which is Amy deciding, well, accepting an offer to move in with yeah. Toadfish. Because she's Rebecca. run out of cash, basically. Yeah. I liked CJ's take that she has been living paycheck to paycheck. She's just frivolous and irresponsible. Yeah. But you know what? I think it's pretty piss poor that there wasn't a role to be found within Lassiter's for her. Mm. But we need a bit of a legal eye on this. But surely there would have been some sort of employment contract with Lassiter's, not just with the Flamingo Bar. Piss poor. But, yeah, so she has to move into the House of Blouse. Yes. Accordion-style House yeah. of Blouse. Because, um, so, we've done the maths on this before. Well, also, but having Dippy and Shane and the kids in there, like, no, it will never be as populated as when all that lot were there. So I kind of believe that Zara and Amy have room. But Zara was going to get her own room. But um, you used does to Tod have... Does Toadie share with Nell and Hugo? No, so you've got Toadie and... Toad you've got Toadie. And then you've got Nell and Hugo in a room. Yeah. And then you've got Mackenzie in a room. That's and four bedrooms already. Oh, hang on, no, no. Three, yeah. Okay, and then Zara and then Amy. That's because, five bedrooms Because you would have house. had to have had Toadie, Nell and Hugo, Dippy and Shane, Yashvi and... Kersha. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure – and then Mackenzie moved in as well. Yeah, that's five. Yeah, it must be five bedrooms. Because remember, we drew it out, and I think Nell and Hugo are in this, like, little closet-type annex. And yet, Toadie has to work from home in the dining room. And poor Nellie, like, surely she deserves her own room. Oh, if there is a spare room, why would you have those two kids in there, like, different stages of childhood in the same room? And you can attest to the fact that separate sleeping schedules Mm. is not ideal. No, no. Um. You know, my kids are a similar age to both of them and, yeah, no, it's – look, they do share but it's not ideal. Yeah, it could be a pain if one – Yeah, wakes up in the yeah. middle of the night. And Nellie is going to be waking up with nightmares a lot more often than mm. your average kid. <laughs> yeah. So it is poor form as well that to, to Amy accepts Toadie's offer. Toadie's suddenly a bleeding heart. Like, I want to help my friend. I don't know how to help her. And I really hate her daughter. <laughs> So I'll invite them to live with me. And I was super judgmental of my friend's love life last month. Um, and I'm so super judgmental of her parenting. So come on in, guys. Yeah. Hey, hang on. Is Amy technically still dating Ned? 
I keep forgetting. I think, they, I think they they're pause? on pause, but he keeps helping her out with this van. She tried to make pancakes because she wanted to turn this food truck into a pancake truck. And she stuffed up pancakes, which they looked delicious. They looked fluffy. Oh, they can't be that ruined. My mum actually made pikelets today when I visited her house. And then she was just going, oh, I've just, I've back at the last lot. And how, I'm like, how, how? I don't know. Because I was like, they look fine. Did she pull an Amy? I don't know. Honestly, I, I can't even understand because I'm like, the kids are still going to eat them. Unless they, they're essentially just flour and something else. The only them, I thing know. I can imagine is that she's used bicarb as a raising agent. Just smother everything in maple syrup and no, no, no. Yeah, sugar, you're fine. This reminds me of another Neighbours Deep Cut just, and I don't often delve into yeah. the back catalogue of Neighbours, but it reminded me of back in the Hannah Martin days. She had a friend. She was one of those phases where she didn't have many friends and she made friends with possibly even Rhiannon, the character Rhiannon Fish played, had her over and they were making pikelets and they were making them with food colouring. Like, we're going to have red pikelets and purple pikelets. And I remember the art department had made, I think, out of plasticine or Play-Doh, <laughs> these discs, these oh big God. plasticine See, nowadays, discs. the art department would have made them. Yeah, 100% beautiful TikTok-style yeah, Melbourne foodie ones. blog. Yeah. yeah. But it was every now, every time anyone says pikelet, I think of those Play-Doh looking <laughs> globs. Does anyone remember? Tell me if you remember Hannah Martin making the rainbow pikelets. So, hang on. This week I've seen, like, you know, she is on like the German news. Yes, Rebecca yes, Ritter's. yes. Yes, incredible. Come on. What are you doing, Rebecca? Are you flying the flag over there? Achtung. What are you, what's going on? Save neighbours. So that's what she was going to, Ned was helping her and helping her with her broken ribs and all this stuff. So he does a very good caring boyfriend. I just want to say it's very nice. He cares about her. Um, Amy's like, well, great. I want to move in because to, like, the rent's coming out. I want to be out before the next rent cycle. I'm like, Taraj can't even spot Amy a month's free rent. Yeah, that's piss poor. In the Eclipse suite. Oh, that's yeah. rough. Look, to be honest, it was always a stretch that she was living in there. Just go squat next door where Joel Creasy was living. <laughs> what What's going on with the youth hostel slash gallery slash whatever. Well, go, go, and, go and like bloody squash in that room with the eyeballs. Yeah, in it. What's going on is there's no room on the set for that set, but it must still be there. Ned could even say, hey, mm. there's a loft going begging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we used to have three hotels. We, we used pipes, to... pipes and tiles used to sleep with it, just with no security between them and the stinky backpackers. We had the backpackers, we had Lassiter's and we had the Motelness Centre. Yeah. Spoil- and formerly, then for a while. And then formerly the... Erin's Burrow. And Sheila had an Airbnb room for a while, like spoilt for choice, and now there's nothing. Now everything's just food, food venues. Amy says, right, let's go. Let's start packing up. And Zara comes home and they're packing up around her. That was terrible. I mean, she's a shitbag, but that's – she's going to have like a real sense of abandonment that will live with her. A shitbag is not born. A shitbag is made. A shitbag – happens when you buy a business without telling your kid mm. when you're the sole carer. And, you know, Zara's like, you know, why don't you do something during the day? <laughs> Nine to three, anyone? Yeah. Speaking of shitbags, you know, I saw on Twitter, Who? the OG, well, one of the OG shitbags, Macca, oh. was um, shared pictures of him as a young shitbag. Oh, yeah, he was joining the Save Neighbours campaign, bless him. Yeah. That's lovely. He was one of my favourite. Back in the early days of the pod, I used to reference Macca a fair bit. <laughs> Yo, he's, he, that's an example of someone we could ask, invite onto the pod. Yeah. After the inevitable, after the unthinkable happens. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't say inevitable. Don't say inevitable. It's inevitable. It yeah. continues to be inevitable. Okay. Um, what, what else happens on Tuesday? We have Freya talks Levi into taking her for a joyride in a police car. <laughs> Can't join the joyride. I said hello, you fool. Yeah, no, no, let's leave it at that line. <laughs> you are a fool, mate. Um, but you know what? Thank goodness, straight down the line, Levi went up to his boss and said, yeah, my girlfriend wants to uh, you go for a ride in a cop car. And rather his boss saying, did you really have to ask me this, mate? Just do what everyone else does and just give just, her a lift. Yeah, just just do it and don't tell anybody about it. He actually said, oh, have you been reading my mind? Because uh, we need to get a car picked up from what turns the out to city. be... Yeah, it turns out to be the main courts in Melbourne. Um, the law courts. Yeah. And where do they go, Vaya? 
Like it's a takeaway burg from business friend of the pod, Easy's. We love Easy's. We love Easy's. We've taken Ellie from the UK and yeah. the Art of Neighbours. She and her partner were visiting Melbourne and we were trying to think of somewhere fun to take them. We're like, want to come to a train carriage burger restaurant in the sky? Yeah. But like, yes, you do. Much like the tram, it is transport-based. And I can't believe they showed the ground floor door of Easy's without panning upwards. Okay, this was utter nonsense. So Roxy wants to go get burgers because Coyle says they do good burgers, which, which they, they do. do. I will 100% agree with them. But that's not why you take people there. You take people there because it's an amazing view and little kids can jump behind the, the, like, sit in the driver's seat. There is, what they've done, it's a new building there that they have placed three train carriages right on top of. And Google it, check out the photos because it's pretty spectacular. It's wonderful. And it's like revisiting my teen years because the fit out of those train carriages are exactly the same as when I used to catch a train daily as a teenager. Yeah, great food, great burgers. And I actually want to go back there. We, sh- we should. Gluten-free options. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I cannot believe that they didn't just go, hang on, I might just, you know, like literally pan upwards to see the train carriages pan per- up. perched on the roof. Pan up. And so Roxy goes to the city to get takeaway for Coil. And that's where she runs into Freya and Levi. To be fair, if my lunch options were out there, it's Slim Pickens in Erinsborough. Oh, in Erinsborough, yeah. yeah. But especially, I don't know what the state of grease monkeys is these days, but probably greasy. Yeah. Or if it yeah. is but no yeah, more. What a coinky-dink that she yeah. happened to be there at the same time and she happened to spot Freya looking things up on the very confidential um, police iPad um, and then, <laughs> then realise that she's up to no good instead of just going, oh, hey, Freya, this is weird. And she said she was Googling herself. I just wanted to see if I was on there. Well, are you a criminal? Because that's why you would be on there. (laughs) Mate, it's not your secret ASIO file (laughs) on there. It's whether you've been um, shoplifting and stabbing. Oh, baby Dr. Carl became a shoplifter this week, took him into a fruit shop. There were some grapes at toddler level. Yeah. He uh, gave himself the five-finger discount on some grapes. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? They're at, they're at toddler level. They're literally at ankle biter height. Well, you got to you got to go into Woolies where they ha- where they have the free fruit for oh, yeah. kids. Yeah, 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 all about and it. And then you stock up your kid with that, and then you walk it out without them actually having eaten yet. And that's uh, how you get some free bananas in your life. <laughs> I'll, I'll step it up from a grape at a time. Easies and Easies joined the Save Neighbors campaign on their socials. Yeah, bless their them. hearts. Yeah, yeah. so. Hilarious. I also loved how bereft Roxy was at being excluded from the joyride because Zimmer's so good lately that I just am with her on every journey Mm. and she was actually heartbroken that she couldn't do the ride along. I feel Roxy would have wanted the driving at 200 k's an hour ride along. Yeah, not that. Whereas I think Freya would have just been like, can we just drive around in this um, Commodore for a while? By the way, that really did look like a real police car to me. I'm sure, looking, yeah. yeah. Well, I think the reason Roxy, yeah, she would have wanted to do an actual ride along with exciting times, not, oh, can you go pick up this car? See, when you ask your boss for permission, he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, go pick up this car and don't do anything yeah. else. Whereas if you don't ask for permission, you get to go cruising for crimes. Yeah. But then Freya says to her, oh, no, babe, can you just let me have some alone time with Levi? <laughs> okay, anyway, whatever. Freya's still got a mysterious secret and I don't care. We have to discuss, wow, the 180. Remember last week, Kate, did you listen when I was like, Paul Robinson is an evolved man and he has been navel-gazing and analysing his past. Oh, that was just, it was tragic when he's talking about how his mum died. I was like, that is genuinely sad. Yeah, and how he felt he let the family down and his dad, Bauble Jim. He was only like 13 or something when Anne died. Remember, I remember Lucy and Christos's baby who's called Anne as well. Annie. But Paul, 180, back into shit town, shit bag, doghouse with me because just when you think he's turned a corner, he realises that in order to keep to rage, staying in his penthouse, love nest and possibly getting back together. He's got a Munchausen. At the yes, bit. yes. It's kind of eerie. Like, oh, she only loves me when I'm sick. Ew. Like, okay. Um, so he, oh, it's got a touch of the old Dr. Dick fake cancer about it. He goes to his checkup with Carl after his uh, Lassiter's of the liver. And Carl's like, you are great. Carl was so positive about Paul. I thought he was about to say, I 
I don't think you're going to walk with a limp anymore. <laughs> your liver's great. Your bloods are great. You are. You have never been better, my friend. Frenemy, as Susan corrected. 133 over 69. It's excellent. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Now, resting pulse rate's good. How you been feeling? Ah, oh, no, stomach's still really sore. Okay, is it a dull pain or a sharp pain? No, it's a dull pain. Yeah, that, that's pretty normal. I feel like Paul would be like, Carl, you're a GP, not a heptologist here. Um... How about we leave this stuff to the experts? So he could have actually downplayed it. He didn't have to go all woe is me. Yeah. He could have just said, I need an, another opinion. Yeah. And also, like, you know, money bags. He can go to any amazing doctor around town. His face falls when Carl says he's doing great and he yeah. goes home. It's the exact opposite of fake cancer. When he went to Dr. Dick and he's like, yeah. I feel great. And Dr. Dick's like, you've got fake cancer. <laughs> You know, I think it's very believable that he could still feel very ill and the doctors to be saying, oh, no, you're fine, and there actually still be something quite wrong with him. It is believable, but he's pretending, Kate. <laughs> he doesn't feel Give him fine. the benefit of the doubt. He feels very sad on the inside, something we all identify with. He is, for an Australian expression, bunging it on. <laughs> he's bunging it on. because he's, he's chucking a sickie with his marriage. Yes. And... Carl comes home to check on him because he got a weird vibe from Paul. So he made a house call and he's like, I just came to see how Paul was after the good news about. And Paul's like, shut up, Carl. Get out of my house. Yeah. Like there is just no um, doctor-patient confidentiality there. Because, yeah, David's all like, oh, what? He's going to see a new new specialist. And Clive's like, he's going to see you. What the fuck? This is why Paul needs to go to a different doctor. Because you guys, one's, okay, one, you're his son, you, you're his old mate, and you, you're his meddling neighbour. How about he just see see a professional doctor? Well, he's not. He's going to see a quack. (laughs) Look, I don't mind this guy. (laughs) Dr. House Calls. (laughs) Dr. Russell. What, was he even anything? Was like that doctor at uni that everyone was like, go to see that doctor if you want to hand your assignment in late and not get (laughs) penalised. I never went to that. I was going to say, like, never, t- tell me more stories of no. Melbourne University. I never, I never, I never went to that person. I was like, no, I'll just ask for an extension, like a normal person. I don't know, but yeah, look, he's up to doctor up to no good. <laughs> so, but it it works because Tarage is really worried for Paul, and she's like, well, you know what? I love you, and nothing turns me on more like. And at least you're never as bad as drab. I just don't understand because Tarage seems to have followed in my footsteps of uh, dating outside of the Greek gene pool because I never wanted to be like an old ethnic housewife that mm. did all her husband's cooking and cleaning and laundering. And it's she's like, no, no, let me be your caregiver mm. immediately again. Well, no, it's because she feels fooled by the whole Glenn situation. <gasps> what do you mean? She's still like her pride is hurt by Glenn and that's why she's leaned heavily into Paul. She's like, oh, well, I thought I had something going on with Glenn, but I didn't. And, you know, I'm just going to go back to my husband because it's like clearly I'm going to be old and alone here. That just reminds me of my uh, Instagram friend, Richard Huggett. Uh, has post- Bad boy, Sonny Bennett. He's been posting some um, – um, uh, there's some little screenshots coming up of – it's already aired, but like him and Therese of – I'm excited. I'm excited about what could be happening here. I'm just I'm not ready for the Therese and Glenn story to be over. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no, there's still there's still life in that old nag. What happened? So it's despicable. How can Therese has just said I can't trust you. We need to go to therapy and work that out. We need to sort out your issues from your childhood. Let's take this one step at a time. And he's like, great. I'm going to get a pretend doctor to make me seem sicker than I am so that you can stay around and and just dote on me. I think he needed to be the adult in the situation and say, Therese, I have loved having you here Mm. with me now. Can you please, for the sake of our marriage... Stay here, stay in the other room still. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just we'll try and work through our marriage together. And if you want to do a little bit of the Paul Robinson touch of shonk, you could say, Look, my body is healed, but I am, my heart is still broken. My, I am mentally <laughs> the unstable. Old, the old emotions business. Yeah, I'm, I have unearthed, opened this Pandora's box with Mackenzie's mum mm. in psych therapy, and I'm like, you know, I'm fragile. I don't want Harlow to carry that around. 
And Leo? Uh, when he said Mackenzie's mum, I was like, Shazke? Yeah, Rhonda. <laughs> I was like, I mixed up the characters' oh. mums and I was like, no, no, it wasn't Paul who banged her. It was his brother. <laughs> Although I can see a Paul Shazcan union. Okay, so oh, can we have a little sidebar on that fishing trip? <laughs> have, you had, have you had a mental blank? Should we talk about it for Patreon? Oh, no, I don't think I can remember it. I think we need to save the Mole Patrol for Patreon. The Mole Patrol, really? Don't you want to do that on the main pod? Oh, okay. I guess we, no, knock yourself out. All right, no, let's give a bit of sugar to Patreon. Mm. Okay, we'll talk about the Mole Patrol over there. All I want to say for this fishing trip is that, gosh, it was blowing a gale. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that was a bad fishing weather or not, but it, was ter- it seemed like a horrible day to be out yeah, fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like... I'm pretty sure fishing much like golf is just an excuse to get away from your wife and responsibilities for hours. Well, I think, I don't know who, there was a lot of men in one scene. It was like the International Men's Day episode all over again. <laughs> it was Ned, Glenn, who are the original odd couple. Yeah. They are tattooing each other in that oh, place. Yeah, what's the deal with that? He got a tattoo. They got intimate. They got intimate. Ned got intimate with Glenn's skin. Now they're fishing together because Toadie and Kyle were going. So they invited Ned and Ned's like, what else have I got going on? The cafe runs itself. I swear, after all these years, I still feel that Toadie and Coyle are part of the same extended family. <laughs> well, they are. They're not actually related. But, no, but... Oh, kind of by, by ex, marriage. ex-wife. Yeah, yeah because cause George is in the fish family. Was, yeah, fish but family. that's like his ex-wife of many years ago. Uh, well, same and connection look, you know, as He's like the godfather to yeah. the kid, but still, no. Tenuous at best. They've got a religious connection. Okay. So they're all fishing and they invite Leo because he's a sad sack and they say, hey, you know what you need? A day out with the boys. When you look at Leo, do you think, hmm, fisherman? Because I've <laughs> no. never thought that. Gosh, no. I don't think he would own, like, I, I wouldn't want him to get bait all over these I mean, nice like, shirts. I guess he's not going to, like, get his socks wet near the water because he. He's not wearing them. Poor man. He's like, well, I don't I, want to be near my baby, so okay. I, people I wouldn't invite fishing are Hendrix and Leo. I don't think mm. either of them. And Although prob- Hendrix would cook a nice meal afterwards with the Yeah, but with I, the don't, ca- I can't see him really being into it. And David as well. I don't think there was time. They grew up without a father figure, the Tanaka twins. Mm. I, I just don't see them getting into fishing as an adult. Well, so he didn't. He just stood around like brooding. Because, yeah, this is like boring and disgusting at the same time (laughs) (laughs) so then that you know that was just a fun it was just a fun location moment Mm. that is another theory that's been floating around like why have the sets all had a zhuzh why are we out on location so much Mm. if the show is possibly doesn't have budget is ending whatever and there is the theory the school of thought that this is the last ditch to showcase it to other networks to streaming services and to say look what look at the potential Is, is it that much more expensive to go out in location Yep. Is it? Yep. It just is. So in studio, everything's controlled. Weather, like lighting, mm. you know what you're going to get, you know what you're going to walk into. Location, you can't, con- you, know, you can't control it. Planes are going past. Yeah. You know, the clouds go over, things take longer. Um, you have to get permits, you have to get, you know, not if they're at Pinot Court, I'm sure they have an ar- arrangement, but everywhere else you have to get permits yeah. if you're going to block off any streets. Or film anywhere that someone owns. You have to get releases signed. You have to feed the crew. So when I used to be an extra, uh, the back lot was considered location. So I remember I was in a scene where the Timminses, the recently joined Timminses, were ha- having this big picnic lunch outside. And it was outside on the Nunawadding complex. And even just going out the back, you have to feed the whole crew and the extras and everyone. So... Once it's taken out of the studio, the costs go up. Yeah. So I don't understand it because I've. Ne- I, I think thankfully I don't have to ever work with budgets and money, but <laughs> someone else's problem. So hopefully it works. Hopefully someone gets inspired. I don't know if fishing trip is the way to get <laughs> get the sex selling, but a missable drama. <laughs> oh, got another oh, but, bite. But you know what. I'm really going to – like, I saw some – I heard something on the radio the other day and I just thought, the saddest bitch. And I thought, <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to miss being able to have that sting. <laughs> we do come up with some very niche-isms, don't we? Yeah. Like, we, we're just going to have to have in-jokes in our lives. No, no, no. Yeah, we'll ke- no, we won't. We'll keep them going. Saddest bitch is forever. Don't even worry about that. I'm just seeing if what else, if I missed anything else. Okay. All right. Let's jump over to patreon.com slash neighbours pod. 
We, we were just talking about the mob troll, and in particular Sadie. Yeah, the Sarge's daughter, Sadie Rodwell. Which made me think of something because we received an email this week from um, Neighbours listener Lydia and she has a bone to pick with us mm. over something we mentioned in one of the recent podcasts where we um, made light of her favourite character, Matt Turner, which I was, we're talking about the Sarge and that made me think yeah. of, what do we call him? Dead Cop. Dead Cop. And she did not appreciate the flippant way we referred to him as Dead Cop. And I, at the time I was like, oh, okay. But then I was like, oh, hang on. We called him Dead Cop back in our Twitter days, which predates the pod, doesn't it? Well, no, because we were calling him Dad Cop. Yes, and that was an evolution. It was actually a brilliant evolution. Because they were his two character traits. He was a dad, dad. and he was a cop. cop. <laughs> and every other cop we've had in the show has received a nickname. Yeah. Well, De- Det Les. Det Les. My God. Her two traits. Detective and lesbian. Exactly. Uh, detective mechanic. Yeah. Det Mech. Sometimes a detective, sometimes a mechanic. Yeah, look, so it was, look, he received that nickname because it was, thus was the way of yes. the the cops. But I do take Lydia's point that I was very quick to jump on my disdain for the new opening titles. She and a lot of others really like, are enjoying the open world of seeing the oh, city I, and the skyline. And, I like it too. Okay. Yeah. I think you're being too harsh, Faye. I know. Now that I know, now in the aftertimes of knowing that we want to showcase our beautiful mm. Melbourne and Nunawadding to to. Prospective get, buyers. Get down to Fed Square, guys. Let's do it. Whatever we need to do, let's get on the restaurant tram. What else do we want to see? <laughs> the restaurant tram is kaput, man. They were deemed unsafe and they actually had to take them out of service. And to be honest, I hated it. So don't, get, out, get out to Puffing Billy. You can stick your legs out the windows right. now. Let's go back to the gallery and have the Cyrano de Bergerac storyline, you know, with Colossus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's do it all. I'm yeah. I take it back. It's nice. I like it. I like the rooftop pool. Love them all grabbing their towels and going up there like it's Summer Bay on the roof. <laughs> so yes, thank you, Lydia. I'm glad. I do. I am glad to say that I'm I'm a convert. And surely the Cannings and look, slide Matt, is going to change soon, and I'm yeah. keen to see what that is. But yeah, Matt Turner. I mean, he was a man that raised a daughter we called Blanda. <laughs> so look, he was he was pretty bland, but the, he did find interest. After he banged Shazkan, she gave him some. And never forget, I mean, he had, he also had Munta, but he also. I was going to say, pretty much everyone in that family got a nickname. (laughs) But. But Bales out. Shouts out to Bales, who ended up working for the dark web. Like it's a job you can oh, go does, to. What does Munta do now? <laughs> Not much. Just, I don't know. God. What do you do? I reckon he's an influencer, IRL. Like in the show in Erinsborough. Yeah. And a drug dealer. Yeah. He's, he's cooking meth somewhere Both. up on the Goldie. He's double duty. Is that where he ended up on the Goldie? No clue. That's the first time I've thought about right. him since we last mentioned him <laughs> on the board. <laughs> there was it. nothing in between those two points. That best, best bit of fan content I saw this week, which was like a picture where you had to, it was like a grid of photos and you had mm. to work out whether it was neighbours stars or porn stars. <laughs> and I think it, from what I looked at, I was like, I'm pretty sure there's only one porn star here or it's just someone I don't recognise. Right. But I can see his face. It was like his shirtless body and he's like, like surprised face. You can't win them all. That's the thing with neighbours. You just you can't win them all. But when they're winners, it's a it's a great old are we, time. Are we one hundred percent sure that Boyd and Ringo were played by different people because they look pretty similar in this? You know, there's just there's a sea of white men that in <laughs> shirtless white men in neighbours past. Citizen and citizen Kate. Shitters and Paul, welcome back. Welcome back. It was one week of reprieve where I thought you were okay. And now you are back on my shit list. It did not take long. It isn't Munchausen by proxy, but it's in that area. Mm. I'm sure there's a term for when you pretend to be sick so your loved one. I think malingering is also a concept <laughs> as well. Much maligned malingering. Mm. Uh, oh. That was an easy one, Kate. Um, I'm going to give a citizen to Hendrix, who we discussed in um, the Patreon content. Um, just for being a creeper. Mm. Don't hang out shirtless with 15-year-old girls, you creep. And if you see them... Just say, hey, girls. And then put um, your shirt on. Enjoy your packet of twisties and move on. 
don't sit down and like chat to them like some because you remember like remember back in the day when you were like in your mid-teens and you thought you were really mature mm. if somebody if like an 18 year old boy which he's not he's got to be like 19 mm. slash 20 if they paid attention to you you'd be like oh my god that's there's actually an adult man here talking to us like we're women i'd be like we are married Thank you. We are. This is. I'm engaged. This is. My, he has spent forty seconds with me. That's all I need. Thank you and good yeah, night. Like, yeah. Back no good. Hendrix. We love you, but no. No on. good. Well, I'm bucked up. Yeah. I am Boyd, not Boyd Hoyland. <laughs> I am B U O. It's a terrible word for the podcast. It's, it's a good word for wordle though. <laughs> Boys. <laughs> homonym. <laughs> hey, we should make. Neighbours Wordle, because Holly Swift and Taylor Swift podcast have made Taylordle. It's all Taylor Swift words. We could do a Neighbours version. I just need to know someone who can do the internet. Just get Mr. Wardle onto it. Just get Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) You have to click through some extra links, but it'll be good. It'll be worth it. So I feel good. Oh, we can we do cheer people up. Yeah, we we cheer each other up. up. Yeah, we did it. Physicians heal thyself. Yes. Oh, helicopters are coming, so it must be time for us to sign off. Come and find us online. Find us on the Facebook group, Save Neighbours, Neighbours Council, Tweet, Save Um, Neighbours. If you haven't signed the petition, get onto change.org. Get your parents, loved ones, siblings. I've I've made my parents, my husband, sign it. Come on. um, By this time next week, it's got to be up around 75,000. Done. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Oh, well, hang on. Before we go, this is a deep cut for but, you know, what's pretty much the most famous Neighbours associated song of all time? Especially for you? <laughs> no. Suddenly. Angry Anderson. You know what else Angry Anderson is famous for? Walking you down the aisle. No, that was my dad. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. No. Angry Anderson and Rose Tattoo. It wasn't all beautiful love ballads. He's got a fighting song that all of us need to take into our heart. Yeah.